What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Logos Podcast. This is Max. I am Sam. This is Joey. <laughs> Why are you switching it up? Yes, like we did somewhat of a good intro this time, guys. Good job. That was pretty good. That was huh. pretty good. So, today, we're going to give a commentary on something that's uh, culturally popular. We're going to be talking about the movie series, series with an S, with a Z, on A Quiet Place, part one and two. Boom. <laughs> so Okay, but we're going to uh, be completely silent during this podcast. We're going to so contemplate that, the movie, but not say anything. So that we don't die. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, well, I don't want one of those monsters coming in here tearing up this house. Well, by the way, uh, if you haven't seen it, we're obviously going to have some spoilers, so just click off and come mm. back later. Or never come back. I guess yep. if you don't want to come back, that's fine too. No, if you, if you <laughs> actually do come back, <laughs> Sam, please come back. Actually, <laughs> we we are, we like the freedom of the individual here at Logos Podcast. So whatever you want. But uh, yeah, we're gonna spoil. We're gonna talk about stuff in the movies. So if you uh, haven't seen them, pause, go watch them both right now, and then yes. come back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I I I'm with that. I'm with that. So, A Quiet Place One came out uh, a few years ago, right? About three years ago or so. Yes, yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, I think it came out in 2018. It's considered, I don't know, it's considered a horror film, but I think John Krasinski himself doesn't consider it a horror film. He considers it more like a thriller. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think I would like agree a drama. with drama Because, yeah. like, you know? if you think about, like, horror films or whatever, typically the plot is absolutely terrible, but they just have things that jump out at you and it's kind of, like, <laughs> creepy. Whereas this has, like, a pretty good plot. You can, like, follow the story and you want to see how it plays out. And yeah. they're actually going to make more, so it's like, well, of course you can follow a plot if you can make three movies out of it, you know? Yeah, I think he, I think John, John Krasinski, I'm sorry, I'm going to struggle with his name, but... I hear John. Just call, just call him, big, him. Just call him John. Just call, call him Jim from John. the office. Jim. Oh, calm down, dude. Calm down. <laughs> he's he's moved, he's moved past that. Okay. I don't know if he he's, ever he's can. a director now. You're right. That's a good point. But anyway, so so John said that um, the kind of movie's written in a in an allegorical kind of way. Uh, he he studied poetry and some poetic style um, directors previously to kind of writing this film. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I've heard him. I think we've, I've heard him talk like about the movie and about his, you know, style of directing, and he seems like really cool yeah. and really smart, and like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's a good point. Also, yeah. uh, he's doing the movie with his wife, which I don't have a wife, but I imagine that would be a total blast. <laughs> it could probably be a blast, or it could probably be tough at times. Exactly. You know what, Joey? I was going to say the same thing. I, I could feel like that would be that could be disastrous. Imagine that working with your wife for that many hours a day, bro, for so many months. Yeah, they must like each other. That's why you got to pick a wife that you like, you know, not well, a wife you don't like. I think he picked a good you one. Love. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he did a good job <laughs> with Emily Blunt. <laughs> yeah, you kidding, dude. Uh, so, so what's up? What are, what are some? What are your, your initial reactions? Maybe we can start with a Quiet Place one, and then move over to a Quiet Place two. Well, well okay, uh, that's. Do you have any initial reactions? That's a, that's a good question. So, actually, right before we started this episode, Max and I were talking. And Max was saying that uh, this Quiet Place 2, which all three of us just recently saw within the last couple of weeks, A Quiet Place 2 did better in the box office than A Quiet Place 1. And I said, right. well, that's insane because A Quiet Place 1 was much better. And, and Max agree with. freaked out. And he was like, okay. And so we got we to gotta hash this out right now. I thought these were my initial thoughts on A Quiet Place 2. I really enjoyed it. Okay. 
It was definitely worth my time and my money, even though my dad paid for my family's tickets. Hey. And mm. um, cheap. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was great. However, I thought this movie, and I thought I did enjoy, and I, I'm a, this is my guess that Mac is going to talk about how cool the cinematography was for this movie. Well, that was one aspect, but that's definitely not, it's not limited to that. Go ahead. Okay. So the cinematography was cool, and but I, I, I mostly just thought this movie kind of descended into just trying to be as suspenseful as possible. Like, oh my gosh. I, I was, and it succeeded in that. I was on the edge of my seat because there were, there were so many continuous scenes of just like waiting and then like being in suspense and then something popping out and, um, yeah, and scaring you. And that was that was enjoyable, um, but I thought that in terms of the plot and the development of the story, it wasn't as good as the first one. You guys can now speak and mm. either agree or disagree. I think we should go to Max here because you were kind of calling him out. Okay. So we'll let him, we'll let him talk. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, okay, it had Oak in the movie. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you say his name. Oki Rite from uh, Hamilton. Okay. We got Hercules Mulligan coming in <laughs> Hercules hot. Hercules Mulligan. Right. And the, in the opening scene of this movie, Joey, I don't know how you have the audacity to say that. Okay. With such an actor. That no, is true. I, like, <laughs> so like I, I, I noticed that. I was like, oh my gosh, we got Hercules Mulligan coming in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that was one of the things I noticed. But no, I, you know, I listened to some commentaries by uh, John Krasinski um, making this movie. And one of the things he made uh, a point about was that he made this movie to kind of revolve around uh, Regan Abbott, or I guess like, would it be Reagan, Regan Abbott? The the actress, the, the, the lead? The little girl. Yeah, the little girl. Yeah. Who is so, deaf um, and is deaf in real right. life. Right, and so he made it kind of suspenseful about around her reality. And so I guess in the sense that you're talking about, like it's it's maybe primarily sus- suspenseful, it's because it's from her her perspective, really, what's going on. And so I guess I guess you, you're right in making the observation that it was made more in more suspense, but I, I would also argue that like the movie itself and the storyline itself kind of demanded that kind of suspense because they were really fighting for their lives throughout the whole movie, both the first and the second. And I think the morale of the story of what John was trying to do is kind of illuminate the true uh, sacrifice that living in a family. Um, requires and, and raising a family in such a hostile environment, um, which we can talk about later. So I don't know. I, the, the cinematics was one aspect, and I think they did do a better job in this in the second uh, in the Quiet Place two than the first, in my opinion. I also think the storyline. I don't think I don't think maybe it was better, but I think they 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 matched each other. I think they they complement each other very well. So, um, but you but you enjoy, you enjoyed the second movie more, is what you're saying. I do think I think I enjoyed the second one a little a little more. Whether it's objectively better, or whatever, but objectively, I, I, or subjectively, I did I did enjoy it more. Sam, so. Sam, your thoughts? Uh so here's my thoughts. I liked them both. I thought they were both good movies. They both I both I enjoyed both of them. You know, uh, the first one obviously was something kind of it's like rather different. I guess I've never experienced a movie like that. Right. Like literally, the first one there's way more silence. Like there's just way more just That's like not true. talking at all. Uh, I've never experienced that. So when I walked out of it the first time, I was like, that was nuts. <laughs> like they just made a, like a two hour movie with no words. 
Uh, so I thought just the, the just like the sheer ability to do that was like impressive, right? So when I heard they were making another one, I was super excited because honestly, the first one it leaves you like you think they're gonna make a sequel, but you weren't really sure. Yeah. So when the when the news came out that yeah. they were gonna make a sequel, I was like, great! So I can't wait to see it. Uh, so I was able to go see the the second one in theaters, and I, I loved how they showed us kind of where they started the movie, right? They showed us where we where they where they came from, where they like these demon running around animals. I don't even know how to describe them. They're the weirdest looking. They're like <laughs> spiders, but not with eight legs. They have four, and they can only hear. <laughs> Uh, and they, and they hit really well. And if you make any noise, they'll come and just destroy you for no reason. Not really sure why they're so mad. Yeah, they don't yeah. eat you. Uh, did you notice that they don't eat the people? Yeah, no, they, they just, just come them. and just I, like, yeah, eat I, them out of the <laughs> <laughs> So somebody, you know, somebody made that observation to me. Like they, they don't actually eat anybody. They just well on them. Right. They just like kill them, and then they're like, all right, bye. I'm gonna yeah. go kill somebody else. And you're like, this is <laughs> wild. But they, you know, they, they start the second one in like a that kind of like the small town feel in the baseball field, and then there was like a meteor, yeah. which I didn't really get that part. But then all of a sudden, there's like these animal creatures or whatever you want to call them attacking yeah. people. And uh, I think they came in on the meteor. Like I think they're from outer space. Is that what right. it was? And I think yeah. So the second part ends where the first one would have began. So like it starts before all the chaos. Right. It kind of shows you the origins of the whole story. Right. I really well, if you like notice, that. The, uh, a quiet place one and a quiet place two started in the same kind of store town kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, that was cool. And then they, they really did a good job in the opening scene of show. Like you're like, feel like you're in the moment, you yeah. know, where you're like sitting in the car with them and like yeah. driving yeah. around, like running from these things. So that was awesome. I thought, uh, and then I also liked in the second one how they kind of had like this three different stories going on, right? They had the little girl with the older man uh, kind of journeying out mm. to that island or whatever. And then they had... You mean Cillian Murphy, bro? Cillian Murphy. Sorry, I had another names. And then they had... <laughs> Is it Killian? Then Cillian? they had the mom and uh, the baby and her son who's injured, right? And then they had... Uh, what was the third part? Or was there just two? Um, I don't know. What was the third part? Or maybe they were just jumping back between those two. Well, at one point, the mom took off and was separate from... So that you had the mom story, and then you had the son. Oh, that's true. That was what it was, yeah. And so the way that they jumped back and forth between those was, like, really cool. Right? Now, my Mm. one critique... My one critique is that I looked at my... I looked up the movie time before I went, and it was, like, an hour and 37 minutes. I was like, this is going to be a quick movie. I will say when I I looked at my watch about an hour in and I was like, crap, dude, they're going to make a cliffhanger and I'm going to have to go see A Quiet Place 3. Like you can just know that this is not going to end in 30 minutes. Uh, That's my one critique. It was progressing really slowly and suspensefully. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. Um, Okay. So what are some of the coolest, best, most awesome themes that you guys picked up from A Quiet Place 1 and 2 that makes this movie worth seeing um uh okay so i have something I, oh go ahead, yeah, go ahead go oh ahead oh my gosh sam what do it bro okay <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay i thought i was actually something happened with your computer or whatever <laughs> so, <laughs> okay so um like okay basically in the movie it's nice to see how like the people were like Actually, I don't know if this is true. I was going to say people working together. When I was thinking about like when they got to the island, right? People were just kind of like working together and living in harmony again. But then now I think about it, people were kind of isolated and they didn't want to help each other. So I take back what I was going to say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that community because obviously they they had escaped and like 
were not get you know they there there wasn't much they could do so they were just going to like live yeah. as peaceful as they could by themselves right. on that island but yeah and also a, and also like like also when they encountered other people it was like a threatening thing remember when that in the first uh in the quiet place part 1 that that old man yelling yeah when they encountered somebody and it was like a dangerous thing right. you know when they met somebody else uh, yeah so yeah i would definitely say it was more like an isolation and i i do think it's provocative um, in the first, or uh, just the movies, the series in general, that their last name is Abbott. Oh, I didn't even know that. You know, and now John Krasinski and his wife, I believe, were both raised Catholic, and both of their parents are still married. So is that they true? have I a, didn't know, a, a I didn't holistic. Know that yeah, so they're both like I could be wrong, but I, but I think that's that's the case. And so they were. I don't know if they're practicing their faith or whatever, but I, I don't think they're ignorant to the religious undertones of what they're doing. No, no, definitely right? not. And that's uh, you can you can tell in the way. I mean, in the first uh, Quiet Place, you get the family praying. I mean, the fact that they did that in a Hollywood film, yeah, is in itself uh, significant. And I don't know if y'all noticed, but in the scene where uh, where the lantern, remember where where um, I think his name is Marcus knocked over the, 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 the lantern when they were playing Monopoly. Yeah. On the front right corner of the, the little house, which they made comfortable, you know, I think um, Evelyn in the movie would, made it comfortable for the family, trying to make an ordinary setting for the kids to kind right. of experience reality and you know, all this. So, but in, in the, in the um, on the right-hand side, there's a small altar that they made. Oh, I did not candles, see that. Yeah, and, and a picture of the family. And so, you know, like I said, I, I, so for those of you who don't know, an abbot is kind of the, if you will, the master of a monastery. Right. Right. And in a monastery, you have an excluded um, uh, place where monks live, pray in silence. Yes. You know? And so the abbot kind of heads, he's the father. If you, Abbot comes from the word father, right? It's, it's an English word for father. Um, and so you know, the fact that their last name is called Abbott and they live in this kind of monastic style uh, way is, I don't know, kind of, I thought it was kind of provocative. And I think Bishop Barron makes that observation. And I myself noticed when I was with Father that, you know, when I watch it with, with the, the priest that I'm with now, we mo- were like, wow, it's, it's interesting that their last name was Abbott. And yeah. So anyways. Yeah, no, that's really, that's really awesome and interesting. Um, okay, here are some of the themes that I picked up in uh, in watching these two movies. The first one, Max already hit on it a little bit, but in the first movie, I was super impressed when the family prayed together um, before the meal in silence. That was incredibly profound. I was yes. uh, like, yeah, just captivated and really moved. Uh, I think I might have teared up a little bit when I saw that in the first movie. No, you're so soft, um, dude. Are you being serious? I'm being dead serious. That's you're like so soft, bro. In a, Holly- in a Hollywood film, that's like... Like Sam or like Max said, that's that's insane. No, it is. Hey, um, you, so, something a little interesting fact: John Krasinski just had had just had a child when he was writing the script for the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was kind of prompted. You know, he was kind of driven by this. He had a child. Yeah, he had just like, yeah he he actually just had a child three weeks prior to starting the script. So he was like his his blood was flesh with uh you know loving and wanting to to build a family up. So yes, and as. It was his wife who had the child. <laughs> let's let's clarify that. Okay, but so that actually <laughs> that actually leads me right into my second, <laughs> the second of my three observations, which is these movies are incredibly pro-life. Um, the fact that Emily Blunt's character in the first movie goes through with having a child in under the given circumstances, yeah, and in the second movie, you know, gives her, you know, 
mm-hmm. uh, yeah, really spends her life protecting this newborn baby. Um, that's a, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. There are probably a lot of people who were thinking when the movie came out after they saw the first one, why in the world would these two people choose to bring new life into the world in these circumstances? Yep. Especially because children are loud. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a huge liability when there's <laughs> yeah. sound, sound seeking monsters. Uh, <laughs> but I was, I thought that was really beautiful. Okay. And then here, here's my third and favorite theme that I picked up from these movies. The fact that what's the, what's the actress's name? The, the blind girl, uh, Regan, know, Millicent, Reagan. Oh, no. oh, her actual Reagan? name is her actual name is Millicent or yeah. They yeah call okay. Millie. Yeah. Millie. Okay. So Millie. So the, so as we've said in quiet place too, she is kind of the lead. She kind of takes charge. She's kind yeah. of the hero of the story and it really tracks her more than it tracks anyone else. And here's what's so beautiful about this is that in the first movie, uh, Millie, this char- her character, um, she and her father were at odds, right? They, she was, um, yeah, she didn't, she didn't like her dad very much. She was, there was definitely some conflict. She had some guilt about accidentally indirectly causing their youngest child to get yeeted by one of the monsters. Yeet. Um, so, Yeet. <laughs> so she felt, she felt, you know, internal conflict about that, but then she also, um, didn't trust her dad. She had a, there was a lot of conflict between her and, and John Krasinski's character. But then, but then at the end of the movie, John Krasinski in cruciform, literally like with yes, his arms spread, dude. like Christ on the cross and a, and a gaping wound in his side. Yes, bro. S- screams. Come on, Joey. And, and attracts and attracts the monster to him so that he dies. Mm. For his daughter, as he says, I love you. Let's right? go. Oh, there it is. Okay, but Boom. it gets even crazier. Good point. Oh, okay. So now, and then after this, she goes down into the basement, which she was never allowed to go down into before. Uh-huh. And she sees all the diagrams and all the uh-huh. um, all the materials that the father had been using to try to uh, help her with her hearing aid. Okay. And so in these experiences, what she has now experienced is the love of the father. And only after she experiences the love of the father is she now empowered to go out and become the hero of the second movie. Resurrection. Let's um, go. And uh, I think it's that is so similar to us in our in our Christian life. A lot of us um, yeah. are under the impression because of sin or because of mistakes we may have made or because we're just wounded that we think that the father is out to get us and that. Um, you know, as we've talked about on this podcast a lot that, you know, his rules and his commandments are trying to inhibit us or restrict our freedom. Uh, but in reality, once we are blessed with the experience of knowing the love of the father for us, that's when like we can actually begin to live freely. And, um, I thought that theme was, so I think in a way, even the most important character of the quiet place too was John Krasinski because it was mm. only yeah. through his sacrifice that his daughter was able to become the hero of the second movie. I also, also want to make the observation that in the Quiet Place One and um, Quiet Place One, both um, Emily Blunt and John gave up their life yet, like in a shout, like they were like they had the yeah. sacrifice of. Oh, although Emily Blunt didn't die, but she was giving life. Like this whole like dynamic mm. of like giving life. That's like having life is painful like fostering life is is sacrificial and john died in a shout you know and emily gave birth brought life in a shout like giving up of themselves 
you know. So it was it was John, but also you know Emily in in the in the, in the series. So yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's that's a good point. Yeah, they're both just kind of like beautiful displays of what like authentic love is, right? Right. To right. Really good to the other as other. You know, right. as their children, they love their children. They're willing to give everything for their children. And so that's that's that was the that, that was the objective of I think John writing this movie itself or these these movies was to kind of speak about family. He was just becoming a family man, you know, and he was kind of talking about like the sacrifices it takes to to raise children in this world that is constantly um, trying to attack us, if you will. And um, him as a Hollywood artist, uh, I'm sure it's, it's all the more difficult, you know, trying to raise a family in that world. But the way right. that he was able to do it through these movies, I think it's beautiful. It was super artistic. And I think there's a reason why these are some of the, you know, voted some of the best films in the last few years. Uh, they were top 10 film. The, the first one was a top 10 film for, for at least two years. You know, it was in the charts. And so, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two more questions for you guys. These are quicker ones. First, favorite character in A Quiet Place in, the, in, in either movie. Favorite character and why? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, I, think I think in the Hercules first, Mulligan? in the first one, <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. Yeah. I would, I would accept that answer honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think uh, the first one, it's hard not to pick uh, the dad or John, right? I mean, that's yeah, almost like probably the unanimous pick. Um, I, I mean, yeah, and I think the second one is definitely just probably. Um, the the young girl Millicent I mean it was just kind of cool to see her you know where she's like we have to do this because we have no other option and if it means that I have to go up with myself I'll do it you know and I think that was she she kind of had a hunch right that they're playing that that uh song from the radio for like a purpose and she knew that it wasn't just some random song going on for no reason and uh even like when her brother was telling her no not to do it uh she's like nope I got to and she kind of put her head down and, and went after it yeah I think my favorite character in the first one was Emily Blunt or Evelyn. And in the second one was actually, I don't know if it's pronounced Killian or Cillian Murphy. Um, but anyways, he was my favorite one in the second one. One, because I think he's he's uh, a BA actor. You know, I think he's awesome. Yeah. And he always plays a really cool role. But I think in that movie particularly, um, The Quiet Place 2, I think... He he gave up a lot of himself too. You know, he had just lost his own family. And right, he's the guy who plays the neighbor. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, Emmett, right? He he had an opportunity to redeem this family because he didn't do it to his own and he'd felt guilty his whole time. And so uh Millie, if you will, kind of gives him the opportunity to to fix things, you know? To kind of uh yeah. resurface as a man and to um reshape his love towards others. And I think that yeah, like, cause he, he really, came a long way. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, that that's right. He did come a long way. And I think he, he didn't have to, you know, he went out of his way to, and he saved Millie. Remember when, when Millie thought that Emmett had uh run away or Cillian, Killian had run away with her stuff. He yeah. didn't, he actually was protecting her the whole time. You know, right. He found that boat and then he protected her there when she was getting attacked by those weird people. Yeah, that was a sweet you know? scene when he like had the thing in his mouth and then he exactly he jumped it, into the water. And it wasn't even sick. and it wasn't even the monsters that were trying to kill them. Those, those were people, you know, who had been right. distorted by this fear that were yeah. that were you know and and I so I, I like I said I liked I liked Killian Murphy, Cillian Murphy. I don't know how you pronounce his name. I liked his yeah. his character in this movie because I think in the second movie because I think he really 
he had he was more challenged to give up of, of his life than I think any of the other characters. Um, my favorite character in both movies was Emily Blunt. You um, just find her attractive, Joey. Come on, just say it. I have dude. a huge crush on her. I know <laughs> that doesn't count, dude. She's very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> handsome, so handsome. And and no, I will tell you this: one of the coolest scenes in both movies is the closing scene. Of the first movie when Emily Blunt, who has oh stepped gosh. on a rusty nail, <laughs> given birth in a bathtub by herself, she cocks this gun. Yeah, the, dude. The very closing scene, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's the coolest lady. Uh, well, I, okay, movie. so uh, I want to make a, a comment about, because you, you, you brought about how she stepped on the rusty nail. And then also in the second movie, we had, we had the scene where uh, the kid got caught in the bear trap. <laughs> so both oh, yeah. of those scenes... I just like you just like fully like feel for that person, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was dude. the worst thing that could have happened. And it's just like looks so painful, right? You're just like, oh my gosh, yeah. man. Like that, I cuss I and, and I'm impatient if I'm having a bad day to stub my toe. I couldn't imagine going <laughs> through all that. You yeah, know what I mean? So this is what I was gonna ask. This is what my second question was gonna be is which scene in both of these movies oh, made you cringe or like scared you the most? I had to think about Dude, that. when the water started rising and she had just put the baby in uh, the crib, the, the homemade crib they just made. And, and like the in water started... In the first one? Yeah, in the first one, the water started leaking. And then, then the second one was when the oxygen started running out and the kid didn't know. Marcus Abbott in the movie didn't know that yeah, his baby dude. brother's oxygen was running out and he had been using all of it. Those two moments, I was like, I was very terrified for the child. Yeah, what about so, you, Joe? Um, that's a good question. Okay, yes. When dude stepped in the bear trap and was screaming, it literally felt like like I was screaming with him. Like I don't like I like from the depth from the depths of my being, I was like, oh my god. And then I it was so funny. We walked out of that movie, and I I saw it with my dad and my sisters and uh, my mom and a bunch of my friends. But we walked out of that movie. Out. Joey has friends. My dad was like, I wish that I wish the son wouldn't be such a wuss. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. But then like my sister's boyfriend was like, Yeah, I agree. He was such a wuss. I was like, Okay. I don't know what your definition of wuss is, but uh so that scene, but then also in the first movie when em- yeah, when Emily Blunt's in the basement and she's like going to get the oxygen tank for the baby uh-huh. and the creature is down there with her and then it goes under the water. Um do you remember when that happened? Yeah, she, I do. Yeah. She was looking at it right in the face, and then it goes yeah. down under the water, yeah. and so it's just gosh. like, oh my gosh! I was like, you got to be kidding me! Mm. Yeah, mm. I think for me, in the first movie was when she stepped on the nail, <laughs> or when she's awful, giving, dude. I, when she was giving birth to that was like, oh my gosh! Like, yeah. I was just like, just die already! Just, just, <laughs> oh my god, get it over with! <laughs> well, no, just like, just get it over with! Like, this yeah, is gonna be yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, second one, I don't really know. Probably, probably when the baby, like you, Max, when the baby started running yeah. out of oxygen, and then the kid ran out of oxygen because you were like, what? How is she gonna save him? You know, and yeah. there's a monster crawling around and everything. So that was yeah. tough. So those are those are probably. Uh, my, you remember my, the scene where the favorite. monsters happened to get on the island? Yeah, that scene that was, was that that scene was a bit scary too. I I, I kind of stuck out because like the the people had finally found some normalcy in their life, right? And then these freaking monsters go in there and jack everything up, dude. I was I was I was kind of pissed at the monsters, honestly. I was like, <laughs> Come on, you got to ruin everything, man. 
Yeah, there was like the one moment where the dude, your favorite character, like went out to the shore and was like yeah. looking at the sun, and there was like finally a moment of rest and yeah. peace. Yeah, and you just had to know, like, oh, that's not gonna last. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, is the movie over? And he's like, no. Oh, okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, okay, I have a question for you guys. Um, what, wh- where would you go if this scenario was like real? Okay, what, what would be, great what, what would be the place Ooh. that you would be like? I have to get here, otherwise, uh, I'm gonna. That's a good question. I think Max would be dead day three. Dude, what, bro? Ones. Come on. He's too slow, right? Yeah. No, he couldn't stop talking for three days. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> oh, b- boom, roasted. Whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> dude, uh, to be fair, we all have to be talkers to have a podcast together, okay? That's true. That's We're, not true, bro. I, sometimes I just kind of sit in the background and then I and I come out. That's true. Out of Wait, just so y'all know, Sam does have a nickname and his nickname is Serious Sam. Sometimes, just so Sam. Sam serious. Serious. I think it's rather disputed because you know I'm not that serious all the time. <laughs> Where would I go? There's lots of times I'm not. I honestly I like the fact that they. Uh, this is another cool thing. I, I think that John was talking about that when he made the the movies, he wanted a barn because it made it homey. You know. Not yeah. home, not homey like word homey. Just like homey, like it made it nice and homebound. It made it gave right, him like a right. sense of, <laughs> of a locality and stuff. I think sitting sitting on a roof of some sorts, like they had the um, the feeder, the corn feeder. Um, I don't know, something yeah. like that is what I thought That's would be legit. Not you know? a good place at all. But you don't think I so? Respect your not really, dude. But it's all right. I, you gotta. I, I mean, you gotta get out in the wilderness. You gotta get out in the mountains where there's a lot of. Uh, yeah, where there's a lot of natu- natural noise because that, like, to the waterfall, like they can't oh, hear the waterfall. That's right. That was a cool scene too. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. Do you guys think you could do it? Do you think you could live in total silence for? Dude, I'm the freaking man, Joey. I can live wherever, bro. Not true. Actually, I don't know. So I, I don't do maybe, silence. I'm not sure. Darkness. Like I, I, I don't always have lights on. Sam I, never has lights on. Okay, we're living together this summer, and every time I walk into a room and it's pitch dark, all the lights are off. And first of all, that's weird. But then I'm just like, it's the middle of the day, and then I just turn and look, and Sam's like sitting in the corner, just like chilling. I'm like, Sam, what is going on, man? He's like, dude, what? I like the dark. I just, Sam, you would you would be chilling in the boat, Sam. I have a feeling you would be the boat man. I think I would probably find a boat. Uh, or something like that or because here's the thing about having like a nice like a yacht or whatever you could yeah. fish off of that and you could you would ha- be able to get your like your macronutrients from like fish and stuff so like Wait, you, hold, you hold could up. Survive did you just call did time. you just call a yacht a yacht <laughs> oh, i did I didn't I? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna glaze past it and hope our audience does too but now they can't so. yeah thanks max <laughs> sorry bro it. y'all it, been it ripping on be me i think it could be a yacht i think you can i think it's like a <laughs> caramel or caramel one of those uh, yeah, okay. words yeah we'll hope for that um but yeah i think a little, water... little yachty <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> go ahead uh, but i don't know i mean i'd probably want to go somewhere also uh, where there's weapons uh, because you can kill them with like weapons as we've seen in the movie right there's like possibility to shoot them i'm not sure what type of weapon he'd probably go for probably shotgun um but i'd probably find somewhere yeah. maybe like go to a friend's house that lives in the middle of nowhere and has a bunch of guns that might work out too yeah mm-hmm. i do think one of the reasons the movie is so intriguing um and maybe one of the reasons why the three of us as seminarians who spend a lot of time in prayer would maybe be okay actually is because our modern world like 
abhors silence. Like no mm-hmm. one yeah. spends time in silence nowadays. Um, no. And our world is so noisy and people are filling their brains and their eyes and their ears with media and noise 24-7, 365. And so uh, the idea of living in silence is really, uh, it's, it, that's, I, it's, it's so fascinating. Um, yeah. And uh, I, think I, somebody, I, think, I think we could do okay. I think somebody made the the point. Some uh, movie commentator said that like the, one of the interesting things about these movies is that it just proves the fact that people want silence and that people desire to kind of face their realities. Um, and like the fact that it's sold out, you know, these movies have sold. So, sorry, have their their sales are are rocketing. You know, They're, these movies are very popular and everybody's talking about them. What you would think a silent film wouldn't be a hit nowadays. Has somehow become, you know, some of the most watched movies in the last few years, and I think it just proves that um, man desires that, you know. Um, I, I think so, anyways, and I think the, the commentator yeah, said something similar. It just points to the power of silence, and even amongst all that terror and, and difficulty, this family was able to somehow live as much as they could a normal life. You know, their, their parents were trying to give them. Uh, a proper upbringing, teaching them math, you know, playing board games, like is a prayer together, you know, um, right. And, uh, you know, giving them toys and stuff. Like, I think it just, I think you're right, Joe. I think our, our culture really suffers with silence. And I think it's like, again, I go back to my initial point. I don't think it's any coincidence that their last name was Abbott because I yeah. think, I think that it, in a real way, these people had to live in a, in a monastic type of lifestyle, you know, to carry on and to, to, con- to continue in existence. Um, so anyways, yeah, yeah man. Well, I, and I just, I guess maybe, maybe to add to it and to kind of end this conversation. Uh, but like, as you're saying, like this silence and stuff is good for people. I, I really would invite people to just try to find that silent place because that's yeah. where God speaks, right? God yeah. speaks in the silence. And if we, are constantly drowning them out with, you know, things that are subordinate to God, we're going to be lost. And I think that's why a lot of people mm. kind of feel in that, that, that yeah. kind of sense of nowhere to go at this point in their lives. Uh, yeah. Especially like in our modern day. So, I, you know, I think I, we could just end it by just like inviting people to find that, that silent place, let God speak, you know, whether it's a mass or, you know, whatever it could be just a prayer itself. You yeah. Know? Uh, that'd be good. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Sweet. So Sam has something to say because he tends to be the salesman of this podcast. Sam, you want to tell us? Yeah, you know, I actually have some really big news. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Logos Podcast is growing, and we uh we we need your help to keep that going, mm-hmm. and we need you to smash the subscribe smash button. the crap out of Do it. Do not push it. Do not just touch it. You have you to smash, smash it. If you don't. If you, look, let's put it this way: if you don't want to smash it, we don't want you to listen. <laughs> you have to smash it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's a bit strong, <laughs> but smash it or a crazy monster from outer space is going to come and swoop you up, uh, rip your face off. Wow. <laughs> this is just turned weird real quick. <laughs> hey guys, uh, do subscribe. We do have some cool things coming. We have the website that we're developing um, as we speak. Uh, we'll, we'll relay the news on that as time comes and you know, we're, we're doing much better. Our podcast has now extended to Android users. Why you have an Android, I don't know, but <laughs> we have extended our hand to you. You can find us on logo on um, Google Podcasts as well. So yeah, that's it. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode on a quiet place one and two. And as always, God bless you. <laughs>